What's up, everybody? You're stepping into Season 2 of Final Thoughts Media, Podcast Edition. So sit back, relax, and let me show you how we do it here. What's up, everybody? Season two is finally a go. Man, how did you guys like that intro? I put a lot of work into it, and, you know, I'm really proud of it. Man, it has been quite a ride. So I actually had a lot of plans in store for my YouTube viewers. But unfortunately, if you can't hear it, thank goodness, if you can, I'm sorry. My computer, my older computer is currently dying so i'm trying to revive it but it's not working very well i am not good with the hardware part of it um so i'm trying to do this software wise and it is bugging right right now like literally right now i am trying to restart it and it's frozen on getting windows ready do not turn off computer which i'm about to turn it off regardless i got me some notes So we're going to read off the notes because that's what we do. We write notes. So we're trying some new things for uh, season two. We have four new shows. We've got Forget About It, Camp Camp, Final Space, and Berry Tales. Uh, The tag team style that we've been doing recently with, um, you know, two shows per episode has worked pretty well. People have um, seemed to register it a little bit better and actually watch more so we're going to continue with that style um and i'm going to be pairing forget about it and berry tales and camp camp and final space now final space is kind of weird as it's kind of hard to find because it's technically a tbs show but there's only like three episodes on the tbs but going on to youtube you can find a lot more episodes but they're not whole episode you gotta watch it's weird either way i'm gonna make it work you guys we're gonna do it um like i said i had a super um special super surprise for the youtube viewers but the tech's not allowing it so we're going to just move over that i am also going to one episode per month and yes this counts as two episodes because i will be doing all four episodes in this episode as a startup, you know, season two, welcome in, let's get started type of thing. This will count for January and February, but I will be getting in March every, you know, every, um, every month will have its own episode. Uh, let's see, uh, my goals, man. So like I said, I'm a, I'm a schoolboy now. I got schoolboy Q on and I'm actually doing pretty well. I plan on finishing up my degree here in a couple years and I'm going to go in for my Google certificate. I've been doing a lot of research on it and it seems like it's pretty worth it. So I am definitely going to go for it. Um, Club D20. I don't know if you guys remember from earlier in the show, I have a passion for uh, doing Club D20 and Club D20 is my business idea for creating an entertainment center, a hub to kind of house and preserve animation um i'll possibly be doing like maybe a gofundme or something but i'm definitely going to be doing an interest page on facebook 
it'll be under the uh, Final Thoughts Media page, so it will be hosted by Final Thoughts Media, but hopefully it'll draw some interest for not only uh, businesses but nor- in North Carolina and everything, but hopefully it'll draw some interest to the podcast as well. So, I think I'm doing pretty good in life, pretty good in life, uh, besides the effect of crippling debt, because some utility company I won't name who but is a current monopoly over here in North Carolina is currently messing with me and I can't fight back because one I don't have the money obviously and two they have bigger lawyers yeah so I'm getting screwed by a utility company that's a fun thing right that's fun uh, job wise, I am still doing pretty well. I'm actually hoping to get this new job, same, same company. Um, and it'll bring me on full time with benefits and everything else. And I'll be real happy because it also comes with a pay raise and I can afford things, but we shall see, uh, that might happen within the month might not happen. I'll let you guys know. So let's go ahead and get started. We got our first show. Forget about it. Episode one. Now, to be 100% with you guys, forget about it and Barry Tales, I've watched a lot of it already, so I do know some things, but I haven't seen Forget About It in like five years, and Barry Tales the same way, but Camp Camp, haven't seen it, except for when I just watched it, and Final Space, haven't seen it, just, just watched it, but I've heard they're really good, so let's get into it. We're introduced to Jimmy Falcone, a capo in the mafia, and how he ended up in witness protection. His uncle Cheech was blabbing about all the mafia jobs and their secrets and everything else. Poor guy's been hit on the head a few too many times. He was blabbing about all our best stuff. The Hoffa thing, the Kennedy thing, Scientology. I had to do something. So he sat down with the boss and ended up chucking him out of a window. Now, with the mafia after him, he squealed to the FBI and ended up in Saskatchewan, Canada. So we then get a catchy opening song that explains all of it again, but it's really catchy. So I'm going to let it slide. We then have Jimmy and his wife, Cookie, complaining about Canada and Canada's currency. And they're overall just being too nice. They're driving to pick up their child, starting with Teresa, a provocatively dressed teenager with a personality of a straight up slut. Uh, She wonders why the boys are staring but not talking. And it is revealed that Jimmy pretty much threatens every guy that tries to, you know, tries to date her. And I got mad respect for him on that part because, you know, no one's going to touch my little girl. Then we get Petey who is being bullied at the time. Jimmy sees this and literally pops the trunk on him, about to get the bat out and beat him with it when we meet our Mountie friend, Straight McCool. Straight takes it upon himself to handle the situation, which results in Petey telling the truth, and Jimmy doesn't really see it that way, saying, Oh my God, he's spilling the beans to a cop. He's turned into a rat, a squealer, a stoolie. Oh, what a horrible role model I've been. Another crack on the Canadian's judicial system and their pride in their nation, and we go to the house of the Falcons, a.k.a. the McDougals. Jimmy is busting Petey's chops for not standing up for himself, and Cookie is busting Teresa's chop for not waiting for everyone to finish before asking to leave to throw up. Not necessarily the throw up part, but just 
not waiting for everybody. Um, enter in Cheech, our weird uncle, <laughs> um, who is drinking presumably scotch and praises P, um, praises PD before PD explains what actually happened and then. Evening all. Oh, great shiner kid. Way to go. It's a beaut. I know. I know. I should see the other guy. No, he's fine, actually. I'm ashamed of you. I spit on you. So in response, Chief says that he can teach um, Petey um, how to box, just like he taught Jimmy, a.k.a. the sweet science. Um, we are then introduced to the youngest of the Falcons, Gina. She ex expresses interest in and wanting to go to the boxing gym, which Cheech rejects, saying that they don't like they don't let broads in there and to go make them a sandwich. Confirming our understanding of Cheech as the weird, sexist, possibly racist uncle. Gina is then fleshed out a bit more as a child sociopath, yet still very much kiddish. It's more of a better Stewie Griffin, in my opinion transition to the gym and PD is used as a human speed bag and Cheech threatens a janitor. Again, weird show, great watch. Jimmy explains the difference between being between boxing and an assault and the guy PD was actually boxing insults the whales. This sends PD into a rage where he knocks the guy's block off and just creams him clean across the room. In the locker room, Cheech explains to Jimmy Petey's trigger, and Jimmy says that he's going to sign him up for amateur boxing. Petey doesn't like violence, but he admits to actually finding it fun. To know how to defend yourself is actually pretty good to know. Back at the house, Teresa expresses interest in dating, and Cookie approves, saying that, you know, that they'll just keep it a secret between the girls um, until she finds out who Teresa is trying to date aka her teacher Teresa just admits that she's just playing with them and not doing anything but Cookie basically says no and that she needs to call it off we then get a montage of PD training I know it's kind of a weird jump but we then get a montage of PD training and Jimmy using his trigger as a social justice warrior to get get him all pumped up and everything Jimmy compliments him to Cookie and we get a pretty raunchy sausage gag it's, it's, it's fun McCool then comes and tells Jimmy that Petey can't do this. He has to lose in the next match or they will no longer be in the witness protection program because of the notoriety that it would bring to the family. Jimmy tries to explain this to Petey and Petey's pretty mad. He's like, he only got into boxing to make him proud and to be a contender and not just a geek. He gets out of the car and states that he will fight without the trigger and then proceeds to get hit by oncoming traffic. But it's a cartoon, so the next scene, he's all good. Cheech comes in in the next scene and says that he bet against Petey because of this, which Jimmy pretty much tries to drown him in a kiddie pool. Cheech then says that he uses the nest egg, and Jimmy drowns him again, rightfully so. The nest egg was all the money that Jimmy had saved from the old life, and Cheech explains that if Petey won't listen to reason, then... He will have to do it the old-fashioned way. Threaten his family, you know, just a little bit. Which Jimmy's like, you're a dumbass. And drowns him again, saying, I'm not going to let you up this time. However, Gina inadvertently saves Cheech, 
by asking for uh, Jimmy to come into the house. And Jimmy's like, hey, go and finish, finish yourself, which is <laughs> another little funny gag. So when Jimmy goes in there to talk to Gina, Gina explains how she kind of still wants to kill Cheech. And Jimmy explains why, you know, that's not really a good idea. And Cookie walks in telling Jimmy to really just watch his language, which then ensues this. It, someone's getting it up the Asti Spamanti. <laughs> Jimmy, language. What? It's not like I said You just did. No, I didn't. I said Asti Spamanti. You said after that, you mother Cookie, you're breaking my Swear in front of our little girl again, I will cut your balls off and stick them up your ass. I don't want to raise no party mouth. Okay! Gina, daddy, sorry. So in the next frame at the fight, Jimmy is freaking out about how to get Petey out of this fight when Cookie comes in and just was is basically a mom telling, hey, look, Petey, we ain't doing this. You gotta go. And Petey comes out and it's like, no, I'm going to do this without the trigger because of whatever morals he has. And he brushes it off and goes into the fight anyways. As per as per thought, Petey is getting beat to a pulp and Cookie blames Jimmy saying if he had just let the mob kill Cheech, then all of this would have been fine. And Jimmy, Jimmy agrees and they console and say, you know, we're all in this together. And Jimmy gives Petey his trigger and Petey is going at this guy full force until he starts getting into this philosophical argument with himself in the ring. After he finishes having this philosophical argument with himself, he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go ahead and just go down. And so he does and he loses the fight. Back at the house, everyone praises PD for standing up for himself. You know, he stood up against not only his dad, he stood up against his mom. He 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 really held his own. And Jimmy tries to end the show on a, you know, lighthearted note, you know, forget about it. Teresa says that it's a pretty cheesy way to end the to end it and proceeds to say, look, this is how you end a show. And she lifts her shirt, but before we can get anything, it fades to black and Jimmy is mad saying, are you crazy? Go to your room. And that would be the end of Forget About It, episode one. Okay, so it's basically a 2012 production by Teletoon and Nine Story Entertainment. It's 22 minutes long at 35 seconds. Producer is Jeff Abugov. If I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. Uh, the voice is for Jimmy is Tony Knopp or my bad. The voice for Jimmy is Tony Napo. Uh, Cookie is Jackie Pallone. Cheech is Chuck Shimada. Teresa is Emily Claire Barlow. Petey is Danny Smith. Gina is Linda Cash. And Straight McCool is Ted Atherton. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It's funny. It has a good story, great animation, good setup. Like I said, I've seen it before and it's a great show and I like this I like this first episode. It was just good to me, you know. So, that's why I gave it and that's why I like it. I definitely give it and I definitely would say go watch it. All right, let's get into the next one. All right, so after a nice little lunch, we're back at it. We have Berry Tales episode 1 entitled Orientation. 
we immediately get thrown into the life of our main character as he is excited to go to college. He explains in his head that he won't have to deal with his pops and he'll be able to be free. We get a little montage of the character. His actual name is Pops. And he's basically a bare version of Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. And that's the big thing with this show is that it's really just a big old bear punt and it's great. Our main character explains his dreams of getting his degree and making it big. Pretty much like any any other person who's going to college or like, this is going to make me some money. I'm going to be able to live life like I want to, everything else. And he's immediately shot down by this side character. Uh, the, char- the character explains that everyone can hear him narrating to himself and to pretty much shut up. And he says that he went to college, but he's now a janitor. It fades into black from that point, and our main character is listening to this to a Drake song with the bare version of Drake on his phone, and that is what um, the show is, like I said, intentionally about, is bears and how they pertain into real life. So it's like the character is a bear, real life characters are bears, and bears from cartoons are bears in here, and they have different personalities and stuff like that. The main intro song hits real hard and shows us all the characters that will be introduced to um, our main character being Barry Pons and then welcomes us to Bear House College. This is where they go, obviously. Exiting the bus, Barry scouts out the college and we get our first uh, look into the show and it really does set the tone. Price, get all the scattered ass. Damn, she got some nice ass hairy titties. This is gonna be the look. Can you move so the rest of us can better our futures? Oh, my bad, bro. Damn right is your bad. Honey glaze and milk. This is a term of endearment among brown bears. It's derived from the word nigger, which the is. The fuck you just say? I was just demonstrating how to use the word properly. A word? Well, check this out. I'm about to demonstrate my foot going up your ass. No! As Barry walks away, um, we get more bear puns as uh, Paddington gets off the bus and is immediately robbed. <laughs> Again, stating the obvious of how this is. It's more of a ghetto college. And when I say ghetto, I mean just a stereotypical ghetto. We are then introduced to a version of Sunshine Bear. He works at the school and is a proud member of the LGBTQIA plus community. And uh, I'm sorry if that's not how you say it. That's how I remember it. But he directs Barry to his room and basically hits on him. Barry just says, hey, look, man, that's way unprofessional and leaves. Sunshine is (laughs) Sunshine's a funny character. Barry gets into the room all excited and he puts his stuff down and his roommate actually walks in. Who we know is Grizzly. Grizzly calls him a honey glazed ass mega and claims that the bed that Barry took is his. Barry tries to stand up and say, yo, this is, that ain't how that's about to go. We have to live here together. This is, this is, I've already decided that this is my bed. Grizzly shows him the Glock and Barry says, yo, okay, you got it. And leaves immediately going to sunshine bear to, um, basically snitch. Um, Grizzly finds him about to snitch to uh, Sunshine Bear and asks Sunshine, hey, look, can I just speak to my roommate alone? And Barry really doesn't want that, but Sunshine Bear lets it. And 
Grizzly says, look, man, I was just testing you and obviously you failed, but let's just start over because we're going to have to do this regardless. Uh, we then go to the lecture hall where we meet Dean Bearhug, who is going on an impactful, quote unquote, speech. And he's interrupted by our new character, whom I can't remember his name at the moment, but and I forgot to write it down regardless. But we're introduced by a new character, basically our resident um, drug dealer. He's a stereotypical wannabe black drug dealer, and that's the best way I can explain him. Do the, as the dean says, yo, just sit down, man. We're trying to get through this. Uh, he's then interrupted again by Baron Grizzly trying to hit on Amber Honeypot, who is our <laughs> Instagram thotty, as I would basically put it. Remember whenever I was talking about uh, Teresa from the other show? Yeah, that's her, but basically a bear. I'm not saying that's her character. I'm just saying that if you've seen this show you understand that each of them are pretty much the same so so far we have barry who looks like a typical freshman grizzly who's a typical freshman but from the hood sunshine bear who's our brightly colored lgbtqia member um amber who is our resident thirst trap from instagram model and pandera who is the typical college girl and then our resident stoner like i said in the back the Dean tries to speak again, but is interrupted by an unknown character and he just rages. Um, afterwards, Barry and Grizzly are just roasting him saying, look, he, he needs to get laid or something. And they run into Claw and Specs. Uh, Claw tells Barry that he needs to uh, clean his shoes because Barry had bumped into him and apparently scuffed his shoes. And if you guys know, shoes are a real big thing. And to assert dominance Claw is like nah you need to go ahead and do this because we ain't about to take this from no freshman Claw is basically your school bully from the frat and that should say most of it um Barry declines and Claw is about to step to step in when Grizzly gets involved and is like yo we got a problem we actually hear Claw's roar which is a big thing in this show is that you know they they roar it's a thing uh they roar at different times and as we go through you'll know when <laughs> You'll know, because I'll tell you when they roar, um, a security guard steps in and the two, the two specs and claw leave, uh, claiming that they'll see Barry and Grizzly around. Barry and Grizzly talk some more junk and, and Grizzly's like, look, I got you. Just not next time, because I'm not dealing with all that that's about to happen. And that's how we really end the episode. All right. So. So this is a cartoon management uh, production produced and created by Lionel Richardson. It's eight minutes and 30 seconds long. Uh, Barry Paws is played by Lionel Richardson. Grizzly McAdams is by Derek um, Evans. Autumn Honeycutt is by Brittany Hill. Pandora Wang is by Tanisha Richardson. Claude Barrington is by Lonnie Bogard. Specs Barrow is by Chris Brooks. And Paul Snow, which was the bear i could not remember he's our resident stoner paul snow and sunshine bear are by jared winkler i gave this episode an 8 out of 10 it was funny it was creative it's a much it, it has a lot of things that i enjoyed about forget about it like those two shows are like head to head when it comes to these funny things the animation is very different and you know creative in that sense 
but the only reason I gave it uh, gave it so small of a thing was because it was too short. And because I know some things that go on later, it's really a binge worthy show. You have to binge it to get that full effect. But it's still a good watch, even if you're watching episodically. So, like I said, I would definitely give this a higher score if it wasn't so short. Otherwise, great show. Great watch. Okay, next up on the list is Final Space. Um, and it is the pilot episode. We open with someone narrating over the exploration of Final Space and its implications. As the narration continues, we see the wreckage of a ship and a bunch of dead bodies. Gary is introduced as our main character with no other explanation but that he is in shock with a dead cat humanoid on his lap. Panning over, we get a pretty funny victory moment with a character um, only known as Lord Commander, who we can only assume is the villain. Gary comes back uh, monologuing on his failures and we pan over to more dead bodies. We learn through flashbacks that he is a warden in the Infinity Guard and was sent on this mission into deep space. And his reason for joining the Infinity Guard was just to pick up chicks. We then get two new characters in another flashback. Avocado, who's the dead cat that is on his lap at the moment um, in the flashback. He's alive, obviously. And Kevin, the robot. We learn that Gary is a sarcastic guy who is very who's very good friends with Avocado and hates Kevin. Hugh, the onboard AI, tells him that the temporal anomaly is detected and if he goes through, he won't have any memory of the things that have happened recently. Um, through more flashbacks, we learn that he, that Gary is in love with this girl named Quinn and another apparently important character is introduced named Mooncake. Um, no idea what his importance is, but as the enemy fires on the ship, Gary says his uh, crap, no, really corny goodbye to Hugh and jumps into space through the wormhole, telling, um, telling himself not to forget. And a literal space worm eats him. A literal space worm from the wormhole eats him. And we get the title card, Final Space. Now, mind you, this is a pilot episode. So I'm going to be very lenient. Uh, his creator was Owen Roger and Jake Sidewell. It's a 2016 production by Studio JDHD, seven minutes and 18 seconds long. Olin Rogers voiced Gary, Mooncake, Lord Commander, and the alien crew member. Michelle Davis um, voiced Kevin. Cody Galloway voiced Avocado. And Jake Sidewell voiced Hugh. I gave this a 6 out of 10. Honestly, it had some funny moments, but not as funny as the other ones that I have was recently watching. Real good animation. Um, not a lot of info, though. I enjoyed the pilot as... You know, it had that kind of serious finale vibe. Like I enjoyed that kind of the media res. Oh, we're in, we're starting where we're in, we're starting where we ended, or at least where we could be ending. And the characters trying to go back and fix all the problems that was be um, before all this. So we're going back, and he won't remember. He'll just remember fragments. That's cool and everything. Um, but in a lot of places, it was just so bland and boring. <laughs> um, 
the hook wasn't really there for me, but it was enough for me to be like, okay, I would give it a chance. Like I would be like, okay, I need to actually watch the show in order for me to get it. But for just the pilot, it wasn't really hitting. Like I said, the uh, Lord Commander was the one that really made it. And I was really excited about that. And then young Gary was funny too. So I'm hoping because we're going back and we're going to get all that, that this will be a little bit more funny and a little bit more, a little bit more of what I'm looking for whenever I look at these shows. Uh, but as of right now, six out of 10 still rec- recommend to watch obviously, but just not my top 10. It's been nice being back in the chair, you guys. And I cannot wait for us to do some more things this year. So for our final episode of the day, we have Camp Camp. Episode one entitled Escape from Camp Bell. So the thing about this is that the first 15 seconds of the entire video was basically an ad, an unskippable ad for RTX 2016. I don't know why, but it was what it was. So that is what we got. 15 seconds of my life that I will never get back. But then we're introduced to our first two characters right off the bat. Max, a pretty emotionally mature and jaded character, and David, the camp counselor. Um, They're standing at the entrance of the camp waiting for the bus to drop off the new campers. David is set up as a happier-than-life character, hell-bent on making sure that all the campers have the best time as much as he did as a kid. Coupled by him getting ran over by the bus as it comes in, I'd say he's pretty much our comic relief. We are then introduced to two new campers, Nikki, whom I'm going to assume is Rabbit, and Neil, our show Spaz. A bonus character is Quartermaster, our scruffy, and that is a uh, Futurama reference if you get it, character in the show. As David gives the tour... We're literally thrown to the wolves as a bunch of characters are shown, um, one such of which is Gwen, who is David's co-counselor and obviously does not get enough to babysit these baby kids because these kids are rowdy. After sending the kids away to their um, individual activity, Gwen and David start the orientation and David starts explaining Uh, who the founder of the camp was. His name is Cameron Campbell. David believes he doesn't visit, but in truth, he's actually living in the attic. And we see that in kind of a little funny thing. Upon upon Cameron actually getting dressed, he addresses David and is like, I'm here. And you know, that really deep and gruff, I'm an adventurer type of voice. David squeals as the fanboy he is and... And he asked, you know, what are you doing here? And Mr. Campbell's like, I'm not hiding from the law, if that's what you think. Showing that he is 100% a fugitive. And he plays it off and continues to, you know, talk to the campers. Continuing their tour, we find that the camp is just a bunch of camps made for each camper's interest. It's really, really crappy. But it does give us a name drop, Camp Camp. Nildim freaks out because he sees what science camp is and that's what he was interested in and that's why he came and he's like what type of operation are you running here which leads Cameron to give a speech that I can only assume is the embodiment of right wing nationalism after which 
he is shot by two operatives from a car who have the literal aim of stormtroopers and he flies away on a helicopter again this this is kind of just setting up this character as oh he has done something really bad but he has enough uh resources to keep getting away from the government don't know what he did but it's interesting Gwen goes into a full-on panic attack and Max is like oh this is my chance to get away because that's his obvious thing he wants to get away from all of this and to make a distraction Nikki says that she'll distract everybody while Neil and Max get away um the distraction doesn't really last that long and all the kids are running towards the bus we get a funny little chase scene and they actually get away hot wiring the bus and legitimately driving away which is funny as all get out only in the next scene do we get um to see them run into a tree they don't we don't see them run into the tree we just see the aftermath of them running into the tree because obviously they don't know how to drive david gets the ticket and we get another character um the sheriff saul who makes it seem like this is kind of a regular occurrence so he's there quite often in the end, Max is like, Oh no, I hope you learned, David. I hope you learned that before today, you only had one little bastard to deal with. But now you've got three. Let's go, guys. I'll take you to our tent. Woohoo! This is gonna be awesome! David tries to be positive, and Gwen beats him rightfully with his own guitar. This is gonna be awful. Oh, come on, Gwen. Look at the bright side. Max made not one, not three, but two new friends today. So this was a 2016 production by Rooster Teeth. It's 11 minutes and 46 seconds long. Its creators are Jordan Kaiser. Queers? I'm not trying to pronounce that name badly. Um... And then Miles Luna. Um, Miles Luna did David. Michael Jones did Max. Elizabeth Maxwell did Nikki. Yuri Lowenthal did Neil. Lee Eddy did Gwen. And Travis Willingham did Cameron Campbell. I gave this a 9 out of 10. It was very funny. It's an adult cartoon with children acting like adults. It's just, it works. Great animation. And it has the Brickleberry kind of vibe, but it is not Brickleberry. It is not the PD show. It is not that childish poop jokes and vulgarity and everything else. This is literally just, it's a good show. Honestly, between, if I had to rank all four of these, I would say that this would probably be number two just because of it's new and fresh. I love Berry Tales and honestly those two are kind of in the in the um running for two because Forget About It is still my top one at the moment, but it would go Forget About It. Um whatchamacallit, these two shows, Berry Tales and Camp Camp and then Final Space. Definitely give all these a watch, you guys. Thank you for spending your time with me and thank you guys for being here for, you know, two straight seasons. Man, I, I'm hoping that my computer will work and I can do what I want to do for my YouTube people because it it really has been, a, I haven't really focused on them a lot and I think that you guys deserve some love too. But my podcast people, thank you guys. Like I said, I appreciate every last one of you and I'm going to see you on the next one. The episode might be over, y'all, but you don't got to stop listening. You can find us anywhere you get your local podcast. 
And don't forget, we're on YouTube and Instagram too. So y'all know what to do. Like, comment, and subscribe. This is Chris B signing off. We're worldwide, baby. See y'all in the next one. And have a great day on purpose.